Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Izzy Phillips as we'll be previewing the ITV action this weekend at Kelso, Doncaster and Newbury. But before we get into the action, let's see how Izzy is. Izzy, how are things with you? Um, You've not been on the podcast for a little while, but is everything okay? Hey mate, yeah, well, all good. Majorly busy. Things have just been really crazy with work and obviously we're on Cheltenham build-up, so there's been a lot going on. But yeah, I'm all good and very much just like going chelp mental now, I think, up until the festival. I think do what everyone else is doing, try and get as many things ticked off that to-do list as possible so that we can just really enjoy, you know, the festival come the 12th of March. Yes, yeah, only what, just under two weeks away now. It's gone really quick, I think, this year. But yeah, so exciting. Yeah, just can't wait for it. All the build up and uh, it's, it's getting there. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it speeds up and we can get stuck into it. Right, we're going to get into the racing now. Where the first race we're going to look at is the one forty two at Kelso. It's a bet three six five handicap hurdle, and it's so Fury's your favourite at five to one. We've then got Serious Operator at fives as well. Kaluki Kid at eleven to two. Pennon Hills at six to one. Brewing up a storm sevens, Alliant seventeen to two, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Izzy, this is a trappy little race. I thought. I think there's a few in here you can definitely make a case for. A few up and comers, a few old favourites like Pennant Hills and Brewing up a storm. Which kind of way are you going to go with the improvers or some horses that we know a bit more about? I love it when you say that it's a trappy race. I feel like it really opens it up that we can. There's a few angles we could make here, right? So I'm going for an oldie, an oldie but a goodie. I quite like the look of as long as the uh, as long as the rain doesn't come. I don't think too much. Quite like the look of brewing up a storm. He comes to life in February. Most of his wins are in February, so he clearly just must like this month. Um, good to soft should should suit him. Like I said, I don't really want it too much softer than that. Uh, it's currently good to soft at Kelso. Uh, the only slight issue I have is um, Ollie Murphy's yard at the minute, not fully firing, um, but I think that he's got a decent enough chance in this. So I'm going with brewing up a storm. Yeah, he definitely has a class edge over some of these rivals. I know Katie uh, was quite keen on him as well. So yeah, we've got a couple of votes then for, for brewing up a storm. I'm going to go with uh, the up-and-comers. I thought the Kaluki kid was interesting. He has been back from bigger prices. He was 20-1 to anti-posting, now 11-2. But I just thought stepping back up in trip might suit him. He was last seen fishing fourth at Doncaster in a listed race behind Jericho de Repinay, Lump Sum and Fiercely Proud. We saw Lump Sum and Fiercely Proud um, do well the other day at Kempton, finishing first and second there in the grade two dovecote. So... I do think he is a a, a horse that uh, is on an upward trajectory and he's off a mark here of one, two, four. And I just thought he found it a little bit too sharp at Doncaster. If you go back to his win at Musselboro over two and a half miles, I think that that suggests he's probably a little bit more comfortable at this trip and he's got a nice low racing weight as well. So I'm just going to take a chance on the Kaluki kid. But yeah, I think there were quite a few angles in. So yeah, I'm going to go for one of the up and coming improvements. 
and uh, Izzy is going to go for one of the old boys that uh, is uh, dropping in grade. We're now going to move on to the 217 where we've got the Bet365 Premier Novices Hurdles, so grade two over two mile and two furlong. Django Bay is your favourite 15 to 8. We've then got Personal Ambition at 6 to 1, Anilam at 13 to 2, Brucia at 7s, Canuck Park at 10s, Bigger Other Rest. Um, Izzy, Django Bay. Obviously, he's a grade one winner uh, at Aintree. Was maybe a little bit unlucky last time out at Huntington. He's your 15 to 8 favourite. Do we think he could be a little bit vulnerable here? I mean, absolutely. Like, let's, let's get to the elephant in the room. Obviously, we've got the news this week about Constitution Hill and the wider story to that. Uh, obviously, for those of you that don't know, Constitution Hill's come back with a mucousy scope. The wider story to that is, is that the case for many of Henderson's runners? Is it an issue for the stable as a whole that there's a bit of a sniffle going around, basically? Um, and if you look at the form of like some of his runners last week, I mean, look at Arclight, completely pulled up, completely got in a state. Um, and you're looking at the, the strike rate. I mean, Nicky Henderson sort of a couple of weeks ago, was operating somewhere around the 25% mark, 20, 25% mark, and we're now down to 8% strike rate. One out of 12 winners in the last 14 days. Um, you know, I, I'd be a little bit concerned back in Henderson favourite just at the moment. Not that I don't think Django Bay hasn't got necessarily the profile to go on and win this, but it's just looking at whether that's a wise decision at the moment in terms of betting. I do quite like the look of uh, Brucio um, for Crawford. Uh, he's won, won their last two starts. Um, so I think that's one that's, that's interesting me um, at the moment. So I'm going to go Brucio um, as opposed to Django Bay. You know, like I say, Django Bay, he's got the, got the, got the profile. Um, but for me, I'd just be a little bit concerned about that train of form. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Nicky Henson's last winner was uh, a couple of, well, not a couple of weeks ago, but I was there at Market Raisin when it happened. Um, Cado de Joy in uh, the juvenile hurdle. Um, yeah, he's, his horses are just really running below par. Um, maybe the ground is not favouring a lot of his horses, but it still is a ringing alarm bells isn't it at the back of your minds that the stable aren't firing in too many uh winners they've not had any runners for a few days they do have one at new at newbury on friday and then they've got quite a few over the weekend so it'd be interesting to see how they perform and uh, mm -hmm. if he does get a couple of winners on the board i think hopefully it will mean that there won't be any dark clouds over the yard and hopefully like even the likes of shishkin and, and john bond you know some of his other big guns um you're not going to be thinking about that when it comes to the festival so hopefully nicky can have a good weekend i do think Django bay's got a solid chance but i am going to take him on with um personal ambition for ben paul and i know the, the yard really liked this horse. Um, he was quietly fancied when he won at Warwick on his hurdles debut, um, beating uh, Jinko Blue, who um, has been a really good horse for Nicky Henderson this season. That, that looks like a good piece of form. He then ran at Sandown next time out, and then he bombed out that day um, 
there was a couple of excuses for him. Uh, but then he returns at Doncaster in January and he went off fight for favourite, was able to defy the penalty and won with uh, plenty in, uh, up, up his uh, sleeve. So I do think he's an interesting horse. The yard are absolutely flying, 37% strike rate at the moment. I think he'll probably be ridden forward as well, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. So I, I definitely think he'll go well. And I'll just give out a shout-out to a horse that I quite like called Birthday's Bally um, for Conor O'Farrell and Diane Sayer. Um, this horse didn't run too badly, I thought. Stayed on quite eye-catchingly at Musselburgh. This is definitely a deeper race than that Musselburgh race where he finished second last time out. But I just think the, the extra couple of furlongs could um, could see him run well. And there'll probably be four places on offer with a few firms. I could see him maybe sneaking in maybe third, fourth place each way if uh, there are some extra places out there. So maybe one uh, if you want to have an each-way bet in the race. But I do, I do think it is uh, quite a hard race to try and find the winner. I think there's definitely quite a few ways you could... Uh, try and take on the favourite. So we're going to move on to the feature race on Kelso's card, which is the Bet365 More Battle Hurdle. And Nicky Henderson's got the favourite again, this time with Under Control at 7-2. We've then got Blackhawk Eagle at 9-2, Skycutter 7s, Bingu 11s along with South Sada, Benson 12s, Rewired 14s, Any Harmon Arskin 16s along with Kraken Rhapsody. Bigger are the rest. Um... Izzy, you can definitely have a few darts in this one and probably still not find the winner. But um, who made your shortlist? Yeah, I was going to say, I've got a couple that I quite like the look of. And after I've just sat and slated the form of Nicky Henderson's yard, I do I do like the look of Under Control. Um, you know, I think she's, she's an impressive mare. Um, you know, she was second at Doncaster to Ashrow Diamond. So I think, you know, there's clearly some good form there. Um, and I, I do think under, con under control could just be good enough here uh, to get the win. Um, so one for the shortlist. Another one I quite like the look of is um, Bingu or Bingo or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I think that obviously you can't ignore a horse that's got, you know, three runs and three wins in its last three starts so I think yeah one one for me for the James Moffat team not having too many winners at the moment but also not having that many runners either so kind of hard to tell there um but one one final one I'll make it a nice three for the for the shortlist I quite like the look of Benson and you know going into that trainer form once again Sandy Thompson 40 percent strike rate Six winners from 15 runners in the last 14 days. Well done, Sandy. Um, so Benson, obviously, is a, is a bit of a crowd favourite now. Um, obviously, he's won at Musselburgh in January, ran there again um, a little bit earlier this month um, and was, you know, not disgraced in fourth. Um, he won this race last year. And I'd quite like him to have another go. He, he has got top weight, um, 12 stone. But again, just another for my shortlist. So they're the three I'll probably be looking to have a go on. Benson and, and Bingu, probably maybe an each way shout and then win under control. Yeah, it's funny you should mention Benson because I was quite keen on his chances, actually. I know he is carrying the top weight and he is off a £5 higher mark than when he won the race last year. But I just thought that the race could set up quite nicely for him. And he's got a little bit of stamina. 
And I think that's what won it for him last year. I was really into Colonel Mustard for this race last year. He travelled like a dream, but just somehow didn't get home and didn't find much off the bridle. Whereas Benson is a horse that likes to to um to battle and he does stay on quite strongly. That when you refer to as he at Musselboro, that was over two and a half. So he definitely does have uh, a little bit of stamina up his sleeve. And another interesting thing with Benson as well is Ryan Mann is good for the ride. Um, I think if they wanted to help him out a little bit, Benson, they probably could have booked a, a conditional jockey and taken a few pounds off because last time Lewis Dobb rode him, uh, taking off seven, and they had William Mags as well um, earlier in the season. So I think Ryan Mania coming on means that they must mean business with him. Um, and they're, yeah. conf- they're confident as well that off the mark of 139, like he can definitely be competitive. So I that wouldn't put me off at all. Um, the other one I just give a, a positive mention to is any harm in our skin. Um, again, he's going to be carrying a big weight. Um, if you go back to his form when he finished second behind near me and Lyon uh, in the Welsh champion hurdle, I think that's quite a good form. Uh, yeah. I think he, I think he does run well after a break. He's a horse that probably doesn't find much off the bridle. He did find, to be fair, though, quite a lot off the bridle in his Welsh champion hurdle. But he's a horse, I think, that travels quite well into the race. And I'd just be a little bit concerned if um, it does turn into a little bit of a, a battle up the straight, that some others might just be a little bit more hardy than him. I think he's a horse that doesn't always put it together in a fight. So that would be a bit of a concern. But you are getting 16 to 1 about him. So... I could definitely uh, have him on my shortlist as well. So they were kind of my two, but Benson was kind of my main preference. So that's our thoughts then on the more battle hurdle. We're now going to move on to the Bet365 Premier Chase. It's a listed race. And uh, we often see a few Grand National clues uh, in this race. And we might potentially see one here with Monbeg Genius. He's your favourite for John Joe Neal Jr. and John Joe Neal at 7-4. We've then got I Wright at 130. Elvis Mell at 11-2. Thunderrock 13-2. Manella Drama 8-1. Lorena May 14. And Cooper's Cross the Outsider 66-1. Izzy, Monbeg Genius um, hasn't come to life yet this season it's fair to say pulled up on his first start well beaten even though he did finish third in the welsh national he does have a bit of a big reputation do you think seven to four is a little bit on the short side for him here um i think potentially i really don't like the look of this race to be honest um i don't i think it's very very difficult i don't I don't think Monbeg Genius is a seven to four chance, but I'm sort of struggling to find much kind of argument not to go with him. I'm, I mean, I suppose one that I might make a little bit of a case for potentially um, is Elvis Male. Obviously, won at Kelso in October, um, so maybe that little bit of. Uh, little bit of course form and also in that in that race he actually beat you know uh your grand national winner Korak Rambler so um I think for me I'm probably gonna go with Elvis Male um might need a little bit more rain maybe um as opposed to uh Monbeg but yeah I quite like Elvis Male okay Elvis is for Izzy I'm quite keen to take on Mumbeg Genius. I think he'll probably be there or thereabouts, but I could see something maybe just being a little bit better. The one I thought that was quite a good price was I Right. I know he's 130, but 
arguably he's the second best horse on here in ratings and he's going to be getting some weight from some of the horses like the likes of Thunder Rock. He gets four pounds from Thunder Rock. And he's the second highest rated horse in the race yeah, on 152. And he's definitely been showing more signs of life this season. He just always seems to bump into one. And maybe he could just bump into one here. But his second behind Sam Brown was a really good run at Warwick. He was second on his seasonal return at Chepstow behind good boy Bobby. A lot of good form next to his name. Arguably, they have come in veterans races. But he's still been shown he's got the zest for life. He's a horse that's very uncomplicated normally likes to be handy and if he does um decide to make the running under craig nickel i just thought he might be a bit hard to, to catch back he's such a good jumper of a fence i just thought he he was quite a solid horse you know and you know what you're going to get from him where some of the others I, I just thought they had more question marks i just thought he was the the solid one that would probably run his race so for me I, i'm just going to go for i right i do think he's well treated like i say at the weights and if he does get into a good rhythm up in front, for me, I'm going to go with him. I just think he's uncomplicated and I can see him running well. So that's our thoughts then on the main ITV races at Kelso. We're now moving on to Doncaster now, where they've got three races on ITV. The first one we're going to look at is the 235. It's the free digital race card at racedayready.com, Handicap Chase, and On Public is your favourite, three to one along with Tommy's Oscar. We've then got Nuba Negra dropping into a handicap at 130, Maylistic at seven to one, Numator 12 to one, Riders on the Storm 14s, and The Big Bite at 25 to one. Only seven runners, is he? But an intriguing little race, isn't it? I think there's quite a few you can make a case here for. Yeah, uh, this is a good race. I... I feel I've got the winner and I have a real fancy in this. There's not many races this weekend where I really do feel like I've got a nailed on selection, but this, this is the one. Nube Negra, like you said, dropping back into a handicap. What on earth? Um, you know, only in December, he was second to Editor de Gite, um and beat Elixir de Nuts, which not a bad bit of form. Um, you know, I know he hasn't perhaps quite lived up to that that grade one, uh, group one uh, racing. But Christ, back down into a handicap, I don't think it matters what weight he'll be carrying. I think he had a fantastic chance at taking this. Uh, I don't. The only only thing that could potentially go against him is I don't want uh, too much more rain at Doncaster. I know it's likely raining a little bit even at the moment, but. No more rain. Nube Negra wins. Okay, you heard it here first from Izzy. Nube Negra, nearly a good thing, you could say. Um, I, I don't think he's necessarily a good thing, and I'm going to go with one of my old favourites, Tommy's Oscar. I do think it's actually probably between the two of them. Um, Tommy's Oscar loves it around here. He's got plenty of good course and distance form. And I didn't even think he ran that badly at Musgrove last time out, over two and a half miles. He is down a couple of pounds, but drop, dropping back down to this distance, I think, will suit. I think they're going to go up hard on front, up on the front end with uh, the likes of Hon Public, Maylistic as well, likes to, to make the run in. And if they take each other on early, I could see it setting up for a strong travelling horse like Tommy's Oscar or potentially Nuba Negra as well. Um, I do think they're both going to get the race run to suit and it just could be who's up for it on the day. 
a little bit more. So for me, Tommy Zoska, I'm just going to side with him because I, I just think that he's still in good nick and Hamilton as well as a trainer I really like. She had a winner the other week uh, from a small string of horses. So it's good to see her back in form. And for me, I, I do think he's got a very good and he, good chance. So for me, I'm going to go with Tommy Zoska. But as he said, Nuba Negra could be a good thing almost. So that's our thoughts then in the 235. Now moving on to the free tenant Doncaster for the tips for every race day at racedayready.com. Mayor's Novices Hurdle, a listed race. Lunar Discovery is your favourite 9 to 4 for Jimmy Moffat. We then got Ostacini at 4 to 1. Gay Legacy 5s. Don't You Want Me 7s. Lightning Marla at 10s. Maleficent 11s. And bigger are the rest. Um, Izzy, I have to say that by the standard of things, this is quite a weak listed race isn't it there's not too many mares in here that have got really strong form at least at listed or, or um graded level no no it is certainly um it's not one that i'm going to be massively getting involved in if i'm completely honest with you one thing i do notice though is that luna discovery has got charlotte jones dropped up obviously she is the stable jockey for james moffat um, and I'm very surprised that she wasn't, because she was initially dropped up earlier in the week on uh, Bingo, on the race we've discussed earlier um, over at Chatham. That's, that's the more battle, isn't it? Bingo. So she's coming here instead of having a ride in the more battle. Yeah. So you've got to think that they think quite a lot of Lunar Discovery on that. Um, so I would say looking at the form and looking at that, probably quite a right rightful favourite um I probably wouldn't look too far elsewhere um I think I've had uh, a little look the only thing is look train forms a little bit off putting um but that was not a bad run um from don't you want me that actually got up and beat Luna Discovery um last time at Carlisle earlier this month so I don't think you can write out don't you want me either yes it could be an interesting rematch there. Um, they are going to have to stay a little bit further. Both those runs were over two and a half miles. So they do have the stamina question. The one horse that I'm going to side with doesn't really have those stamina uh, issues is, is Gay Legacy. I just think she's a mare that's really improving and has been able to mix it against the boys as well. Like She's finished second behind Kintara. She then went to Kempton at the Christmas meeting there, finished second behind um, Martha Bray, that form's not too, too bad because Della Casalunga was in that race and she's completed a double since at Ludlow. And um, even her win last time out um, at Newbury, that was a really gutsy effort in the mud. Um, she beat a horse of um, Polly Gundry's called Don't Rightly Know, who actually managed to get some black type in a grade two event at Haydock against the boy. So I do think she's a, an up-and-coming horse and she won't mind a little bit of rain or the or the real stamina test. So for me, I think she's really hard to rule out. She might not be good enough to win. She might lack, lack uh, the class against some of these rivals. But I think at five to one each way, I think she's probably the, the dirty each way player. I'm really finding it hard to see her out of the three. I just think she's proven at this kind of um, test, at least of stamina. And uh, for me, I just think she's a solid one. And again, it's definitely got a really good chance. So I'm going to go for Gay Legacy. But yeah, you could definitely um, see the argument there for Luna Discovery. I think she's probably got the best form in the race. And 
is probably the one they've all got to beat. But yeah, it could be an, an interesting little race. We're now going to move on to the 340, where we're going to talk about one of Vizzy's favourite horses, I, I suspect. Um, it's, the, it's the Grimthorpe Handicap Chase. Some Scope is your favourite, three to one. And of course, it's under supervision at 13 to two. Uh, Earn River at eight, Java Point eights as well. Certainly Red Tens, Charlie Uberana's 11s. Does he know 12s? Bigger are the rest. Izzy, surely you're putting up under supervision here. I am. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> um, Nigel's having a, a little bit of a better run of form at the minute. He's sort of gone off the boil um, sort of, sort of last couple of months. So he's having a bit of a better run now, back up to 24% strike rate. Um, obviously, we've got to be honest, um, under supervision's form, can be very hit and miss. You've got pulled up third, pulled up, pulled up second, unseated rider. Uh, we've got to just hope that, you know, he's in the mood. If he's in the right mood, he's awesome. Um, but it does seem hard to sort of catch him at the right time, which is why I will back him just every single time he runs, just in case. Um, but actually in this race, um, bit of an old favourite in does he know but I'm not entirely sure of, of his chances um, but the one I was just don't necessarily think he might win but one that I was a bit surprised was the outsider of the entire field was Kinondo Kwetu I know Sam England isn't exactly having loads of winners right now um, but he it's not too bad of a horse I mean He's run a decent third in a class two. Like, is he is he really a complete outsider? I mean, I'm seeing currently, I'm looking at Racing Post, I'm seeing that he's 25 to one outsider of the field. That seems a bit wild to me, 25 to one. I reckon he could run better than that than those odds. So I might have a sneaky little each way on Kanondo Kwetu. Yeah, he's definitely a very good horse on his, on his day. Um, he finished third behind Midnight River at Aintree last year so that that's pretty good for him. maybe it's just because he's on a high enough mark and we've not seen him for a little while maybe people yeah. might think he might need the run but definitely um on his day he's still only an eight-year-old you know so we, we yeah. still he still could have a little bit more life in him yet so yeah why not 25 to 1 for Canando Quetu I'm gonna go in with you with under supervision I, I do think that um he's got a very good chance uh this is definitely his race uh, he won it two years ago, and then he was beaten by Neck last year in the race. He is two pound higher than when he ran in the race last year. But as you say, like he can be a little bit hit and miss. But his third at Cheltenham this year was a good run because in that race you had Shamba, who um, I was on that day. I don't know if you remember when we were in the. I do remember champagne bar at Cheltenham, and I was going, I was going, come on, Lucy, come on, Lucy, Lucy. Yeah. That was it. It was so funny because my dad was saying to you, like, my dad was clearly not concentrating. He was like, "Who is Lucy?" And he, he was like, "Shambard." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then he went on to win at Aintree in the Beach Chase, oh. and I didn't have a penny on. Because I thought he wouldn't, I thought he wouldn't be competitive. I texted you as well that day. Yeah, you did, and uh, I was that awful friend that messaged you. Your old horse is going today. Oh yeah, and uh, I was like, yeah, don't, don't. I haven't got a penny on. Don't fancy it. I've had a few like that over the years, and I think we're all guilty of that from time to time. So Shambard's gonna have to go in the book. Yeah, Shambard, he'll, he'll turn up again at some point. I mean, he is getting on now. He is a twelve-year-old, but. Um, yeah, like on his day, he is definitely a classy horse. But yeah, I think that form is pretty good with under supervision. So, And you know it's probably 
this has been his Gold Cup prepared with Nigel Twiston Davis. And I was just looking at his form. You mentioned he's coming back into form. I mean, since uh, since Wednesday, he's had a first, first, pulled up, second, second, first. So apart from the yeah. pulled up, it's, it's looking quite rosy for Nigel at the moment, isn't it? So yeah. that's, that's definitely a positive. Just probably wouldn't want the ground to go too testing, but it, there was quite a bit of juice in it, I think, when we were at Cheltenham that day. So... So he might just get away with it, but yeah, under supervision for me, I think thirteen to two. Even if you wanted to back him each way, you know, isn't isn't a isn't a bad price at all there, and I could definitely see him running well. Um, we're now going to move over to Newbury, where they've got a couple of races on ITV. The first one we're going to look at is the one twenty. If they get best odds, guaranteed at Bet Victor's Veterans Handicap Chase, uh, one of the qualifiers. For the veteran series, uh, Cobhead is your favourite four to one. We've then got Highland Hunter at nine to two, Omar Moretti at five to one, Commodore at thirteen to two, Fortescue as well at thirteen to two, Musical Slave tens bigger are the rest. Izzy, there's quite a few horses that we've backed here over the years. Are you going to be putting any money on them again? I don't know. I mean. I was going to ask you if you can give me a winner in this because I'm struggling. Um, I, oh, I really just don't know. I think, obviously, Copperhead, you've got Joe, uh, the Tizard team, uh, which is Joe now, I think, isn't it, officially? Um, sort of in decent form at the moment. Um, over three mile two, maybe. See, I think Fortescue has perhaps got a good chance, but he seems to like these kind of like marathon distances. I mean, in 2022, he won at Ascot in February over soft ground. That was three mile. Um, so I might have a little go on Fortescue. Harry Cobden, an interesting jockey book in there um, for Henry Daly. Maybe Fortescue, but I'm struggling. Oh, well. It's good to, you could stick a pin in this, I think. Oh, well, I might be able to help you out. Maybe I am taking a leap of faith on one here, but he is probably my strongest bet of the weekend. Um Ooh. And he has been nibbled at as well. He was ten to one early. He's now thirteen to two, and that is Commodore. Now, he's not got the most attractive form figures next to his name, and he is trained by Venetia Williams. Where there'll be quite a few people listening to this going, "Ah, oh, Venetia, the yard is stinking. They're absolutely stinking." And I do agree <laughs> with you that a lot of our horses haven't been running up to their standard, and a lot of them probably have had the bubble burst, but. She has had a couple of winners in the last couple of days. And even when she has had horses win, even in the last few weeks, when she has had the, the odd winner, they've been horses that have been coming off marathon layoffs. She just seems to be able to still get horses very fit first time out. And I think that's the time to catch a lot of her horses. Uh, she, she had a horse yesterday that hadn't been seen for a year. And same, same again today as well. So I, I think... Commodore here is a is a lively lively chance. Um, now he's not been seen for three hundred and forty three days, and he was last seen finishing fifth behind Cyclop, who does reappose here. He was off a, a six pound higher mark that day, and the handicap has now dropped him to a mark of one two eight, which is pretty good considering if you go back far enough, if you go back to Cheltenham twenty twenty one, he did win um, by fifteen lengths at Cheltenham, beating Mister Fogpatches off a mark of. One three three, and if you go um and look at his run that day, that was after a really long break as well, three hundred nine days. So it does seem to suggest that he tends to put it all together on his first run of the season, which this will be. So 
I do think that he's got a chance. And Venetia and Charlie, they normally go quite well at Newbury together. They normally seem to get um, their horses ready for the track there. And Charlie's, I think, he's a very good jockey at Newbury. He tends to get them in a good rhythm. And I think sometimes if you can get into a good rhythm at Newbury, it can just be really hard to peg back. I think there's quite a few horses in here that I just thought that they wouldn't be suited by, by the track at Newbury. I thought you could give Cyclop a, a chance. Maybe he loves it around Newbury. He's going to be ridden prominently. I just thought some of these, the likes of Musical Slave, um, Copperhead, even Fortescue, sorry to disappoint, and even Secret Reprieve, you know, they're, they're horses that like to come from off the pace normally. And I just think Newbury, even though it can happen, I, I do like horses that are either up there or literally just tracking yeah. the leader. Because it. I just think if you get into a good rhythm, it it's just so hard to make up ground. On, on yeah, you can't. It, it's very difficult. Out. I think it's that sort of track, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, if I you're think being... you might have sold me, Chris. So you know? I'm, I'm hoping. Quite convincing. So I'm hoping, yeah, Commodore. Um, <laughs> this is this is. I'm not backing him again after this race, even if he does. <laughs> even if he does win, even if he does win, I, I won't back him again because, like I, I made the case for him there. I just think Venetia, at the mm. moment, with her horses when they're they're running well. They're horses that are coming off a, off a long break, and I do think he he's definitely capable of running well if he's fit and ready, and he's he's off a really good mark as well. One two eight, he is twelve yeah. year old. Maybe I was the... say he's carrying a decent weight, isn't he? Yeah, he might have a couple of pound on. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I do think Commodore. I wouldn't actually be at all su- see him surprised to go off maybe favourite. I, I think there'll probably be quite a few people tipsters and people putting yeah. their previews together and they'll cotton on to the fact that Venetia's had a couple of winners in the last couple of days that have come off long absences. He's returning from a long absence. He's well handicapped. I don't think... Well, He's I got one like, in the next. Yeah. Doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll move on to, to the race because I think you might have given away my selection there. Um, oh, no. It, it's the Not one... Going for a double, are you? Yeah, it's the 155 at Newbury. It's the Bet Victor uh, Greatwood Gold Cup handicap chase. Grundam is your favourite, 9 2, along with High Stakes Player. We then got Candy Kid at 11 2. My selection in the race, Jim Miranda, 8 1. Helped him <laughs> at 8 as well, along with Jatwell. Bill Baxter, one of Katie's favourite horses, 10s, along with Sasako and Bigger are the rest. Um, do you want me to go first as he make the case for Jim Miranda? Go on. Okay, well, Gemeron's, um again, I've, I've just mentioned <laughs> well, about... Everything you just said yeah, and just replay it. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. He's not been seen for 318 days. And again, does go well fresh. But last season, he was a horse that really did improve well in handicaps. That would be the only concern with him is, has he peaked? Because he did start off last season off a mark of 116 and he ended it. Uh, Cheltenham and the April uh, meeting now for Marker 135. So he did go up £19 in the handicap, but he did run in this race last year off a £2 lower mark when he was only beaten ahead by the big bite. And he did rally really well at the line that day. So that, I, if he can reproduce that run, I, I do think he, he's a big player here. I just thought there was quite a few in here with the likes of high stakes player. Could he get the bounce factor? Grand Arm can't. Really trust him in the jumping department. Can do, kid. Probably wouldn't want the ground to get any more testing. Jatois looks handicapped to the hill. Help them. Not sure. Bill Baxter going for the top of him. I just thought when you went through him, 
Gemeron had more positives yeah. than negatives, and at eight to one, I mean, again, he's a horse that I don't know if he'll go a favourite, but I do think there'll be money for him on the day. I do think Venetia is a trainer to watch at Newbury on on Saturday. I think she could potentially have the double. I don't know if you agree with me there, Izzy. <laughs> Um, well, considering the going is currently soft at Newbury, I'm making my selection, I would say tentatively, but I really also really do fancy him. I really like Can Do Kid. Um, I think you can write off that last run, obviously upped in distance to three mile, not quite perhaps what he wanted. Um, so I think you can absolutely write off that run um, from Doncaster last month. And I think back over this distance um, at Newbury, where he's won before, he's got a nice little bit of course form. Obviously, Nichols, pretty decent form at the minute, 26% strike rate. Harry Cobden's riding out of his skin, got that jockey's championship on the line. I really like Can Do Kid in this, but now you've got me on this Phoenicia first time out situation. I don't want to say I'm conflicted, but the ground, like, if, I'm also thinking if that ground, gets any softer we all know venetia's like the mud yeah exactly i mean it, it, there was even a bit of digging it last year uh, when i watched the replay back earlier of his yeah, it run. Gets pretty boggy i don't, I don't think yeah i don't think jim Aron would want an absolute bog because if you actually look at a lot of his form from last season it was good to soft soft yeah not not really heavy but i just thought looking at the prices and him being primed to the minute again that was kind of my angle in with him um, can do kid. I can definitely see the case from here, and also as well another positive is Paul Nichols. has probably had this race earmarked for him because he's the leading trainer in this race. Paul Nichols. He's won it nine times, so um, he definitely knows what it takes. And I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he's had this race earmarked for Can do kid sometime. It's just yeah. I just thought there's quite a few horses in here that just had question marks next to the ground with them. So it's a good trend, isn't it? It for is. Nichols. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely is a, a target trainer. Um that's been said plenty of times about him in the past, but um he, he's definitely probably had this one earmarked and yeah, can do kid. I, I think he could maybe um go off a little bit shorter than his current price, but I just have my doubts about the ground with him and I, I do I do think the top two in the betting Grandom and High Stakes player, I think they could potentially drift and our selections, yeah. they, they could be the one that the, the money comes for because everyone's listening I to this podcast. I reckon Candy Kid would be our favourite. Candy Kid, you, you heard it here first. What, what were you saying? About four to one, seven to two? We'll see. He's 11 to two now. I reckon the market could just sort of switch the other way. I reckon, yeah, maybe nine or two. Yeah, four to one. Yeah, four. To, I reckon four to one favourite on the off. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a fair assumption. I think Gemron won't won't be firing behind. I'll, I'll go nine to two. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's I'll, what I was going to say. Nine. Especially, to especially if Commodore bolts up in the first, you know. Um, what do you need bookmakers for? Exactly. I'll give you the odds. <laughs> I think we should be our own bookmakers. <laughs> but uh, no, but so yeah. Anyway, that's it for for this week um, on the podcast. I haven't got any other business. Have you, Izzy? No, I'm, I'm just pleased I've made it through this whole podcast. I had a coconut, butternut squash and chilli soup before I've come on here. And I'm pretty sure my mouth feels like it's has some sort of allergic reaction to it. So I'm just pleased I've made it to the end and my tongue hasn't completely swelled up. <laughs> yeah. well, that's good. Well, you managed to keep on talking, so I can always talk. So 
I'll talk for England. So, so yeah, I'm always all right there. But um, yeah, thanks again for giving up your time. Hopefully, we've provided you some winners for the weekend. Remember to follow us on social media, where we're on Twitter and Instagram at In the Saddle Pod. Also, as well, subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms. Please remember to gamble responsibly, and we'll be seeing you again soon. Thank <laughs> you.